It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Six thirty, Chad. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at six on Six Thirty, Chad. Edmonton's home for breaking news on your favorite teams. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on the voice of your Edmonton Oilers and Eskimos. 6.30 Chad. The Edmonton Oil Kings taking on the mighty Prince Albert Raiders tonight. It is 1-0 for the Raiders, eight minutes into the second period. In the National Hockey League, Calgary trailing Washington 3-2 early in the third. Also in the third. Chicago up 4-2 on Buffalo. Panthers lead the Predators 1-0. Still no score between the Lightning and the Islanders. Pittsburgh with a 3-1 edge on the Senators. Second period, it's Carolina 2, Vegas 1. After the first, no score, Leafs and Wings. Early second period, no score, Wild and Stars. The U of A Golden Bears just underway at Claire Drake Arena as they take on the Lethbridge Pronghorns. Oilers, Philly. Tomorrow, 9.30 a.m. face-off show here on 6.30 Ched. Game at 11. Will Oscar Clefbaum finally be back in action? Well, here's what he said after practice. you got to be smart. And like I said, last year was a, a tough year mentally for me. And, and playing injured, it's a, it's a whole different game. Uh, and last year, it came to, to an end. And, and, and you got to be, like I said, you got to be honest and fair to the guys. If you're going to be out there, it's not going to be four and a half guys on the ice. you got to be... A cleft bomb that's 100% or close to 100%. Um, so I got to be fair and honest to the guys and to myself. Um, but it's coming along. I mean, it's been it's been it's been a long time, and I'm really uh, excited to be on the ice and play some games. But once again, we will see how it is. All right. So we just don't know. We just don't know. Clefbaum, I mean, he said all the right things. He's excited to play. He wants to help. But you hear in that clip, well, I, I you know, last year he obviously bat- battled the uh, the issue with the shoulder, and uh, you know, struggled at times. Didn't look to be himself. So uh, I don't know. Looks like he he doesn't want to come back if he doesn't feel close to or at a hundred percent. So I, I would call him. A game time decision. Here's head coach Ken Hitchcock. We looked at him for two days here. He looks like a player, but uh, we don't know. We don't know all the medical stuff. But we evaluate evaluated him as a player. We played him as a player. We practiced him as a player. He looked like he's fine, but uh, that's going to be up to uh, the training staff now and Clef himself. But if, as far as the coaching staff goes, he's got the green light, and then we just got to carry it from there. All right, so uh, we'll find out tomorrow. No, nobody committing that he's going to play with Clefbaum in the lineup. The Oilers 17-12-2 without him 6-12-1. He was hurt during a victory at the Colorado Avalanche on December 11th. My name is Reed Wilkins. Thanks a lot for tuning in tonight. It is Inside Sports on Oilers and Eskimos Radio 630. Chad, Bobby Singh is going to join us after the 730 News. 
Are you saying, who's Bobby Singh or that name rings a bell? Well, Bobby Singh, a very good offensive lineman in the CFL. He won a Grey Cup. He also has a Super Bowl ring, and he also won an XFL championship. So that's quite a story. So a couple of days before the Super Bowl, going to be fun to have uh, Bobby on the show for his thoughts on this year's game and obviously uh, memories of playing in a lot of championship games in different leagues over the course of his career. This is pretty fun here. We are going to go down to Georgia right now and welcome in the head coach of the Meadow Creek High School Mustangs football team. They play in a suburb of Atlanta. It is Jason Carrera. Jason, welcome to Inside Sports. How are you doing? Doing great. Doing great. Well, I think you've got a distinction here. I'm I'm not going to check the records, but I'm pretty sure you're the uh, first high school football coach from the state of Georgia to appear on Inside Sports in Edmonton, Alberta. So, so congratulations. <laughs> that, that's a great honor. That's a great honor. Well, and the reason we're having you on is pretty cool, and I'm going to let you tell it in your own words because you can do the story a lot more justice than I will. How did you and your team spend the day? This is pretty cool. And through the Atlanta Falcons, we got a great opportunity today being in Atlanta. Obviously, there's a pretty big game taking place on Sunday. We got an opportunity to go into the Mercedes-Benz Dome and basically run a run a uh, a dry run or a dress rehearsal for CBS today on the field. Our guys got to run out of the tunnel and do player introductions. They got to do coin toss. They got to stand for the national anthem. And we got to run plays on the field. So it was really a cool experience for our kids. Well, that's amazing. And I'm going to assume, given your school's proximity to Atlanta, would you say the large majority of your players are are Falcons fans? So this would have been a pretty cool experience because of that. It was was an unbelievable experience for them, yes, sir. Um, We have a great relationship with the Falcons, and the Falcons are um, uh, very generous to us. And uh, I have a very uh, low socioeconomic school base. Um, and, uh, you know, our kids would not, without this opportunity, would probably not even not even get to see what's going on downtown uh, with a Super Bowl this close to us. So how did your school, how did your team get selected for this honor, Jason? Um, the, we like, Again, I, we work very closely with the Falcons throughout the year. They understand our situation. They give us a lot of opportunity to do things with them. And, uh, you know, we respond, you know, every time they ask us to do something, our guys have gone and, cleaned up for them they've gone and worked for them but uh but they've also gone and have you know opportunity to go to a game and do some other stuff so uh you know we we just appreciate anything that the falcons do for us and uh they chose us out of any high school in the state of georgia to get this opportunity today uh when they found out the super bowl was here and uh cbs wanted to uh choose a team in order to do that okay so once you guys were out on the field today could you kind of just go out there and, and scrimmage, or did they say, okay, we need you in this part of the field, we need to test this camera, so now we need you over here? How did it all work once you got out there? It was very descriptive. They actually, they, we put certain players in certain numbers, so obviously we had Brady and Edelman and Golf and uh, Gurley and all those guys, so we had certain players in certain jerseys, and they gave us specifics of what they wanted us to do you know throw a fade in the right end zone have a guy run a jet sweep and hold the ball over the pile line so they were kind of testing all the replay cameras so our guys actually got to see themselves run a play and then they would do the replay up on the big screen uh and uh, get an opportunity to see it so it was all pretty cool for our kids and it was very kind of scripted of what they wanted to see from us today 
Okay, well, I mean, that's that's Ozzy Crow. What if I mean, I'm talking to you pretty soon after this uh, happened. What what are the kids saying? Are they kind of speechless right now? What's the buzz about with your players? Well, one, they're hungry, but besides that, they're excited. <laughs> They've had, it's been a long day, uh, you know, going through the process. But man, they're they're excited. They all can't stop smiling and laughing, and you know, they can't wait. You know, obviously, we weren't able to uh, we weren't able to do any social media or have our phones in there because that's closed off until Sunday. So. Um, they just they can't wait to get home and tell their friends and their family about it. Jason Carrera joining us on Inside Sports. He's the coach of the Meadow Creek High School Mustangs in Gwinnett County, Georgia. So they got to do this uh, walkthrough for TV today to help CBS get ready for the Super Bowl. Jason, I mean, look, I'm up here in Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. Uh, you know how big uh, hockey is here. Football's big too, but but hockey's the king. Um, but in your part of the United States, uh, I, I mean, football. Can you can you put into words how huge football is, and, and even at the even at the high school level, the the following that you have and the and the hype that surrounds it. Uh, you know, you know what? Until people really come into Georgia and experience high school football and experience the work that goes into it, these guys work pretty much year round on their, on what we do. Um, everything from you know weight training in the off season to camps to um, to, to working with trainers, uh, to you know, we have them in class during the during the year. So we're working pretty much football almost year round with these guys. And then, you know, it's uh, you know, it's Friday night, it's Saturday, it's Sunday. I mean, there's there's something going on all the time around Georgia when it comes to football. So what would be in your mind the the number two sport after football in, in your neck of the woods, or is it just more football? <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's a it's a lot of football, but you know what? Uh, um, and I and I'm going to give you at our school because we have a very high Latino population and uh, soccer. You know, uh, soccer is a big sport for us here. Um, but uh, probably in the state of Georgia, I would probably say baseball is number two if you look at the full state. Yeah, you're a football coach. I'm assuming you're a football fan. I'm going to throw this one Art, at you. How uh, how aware are you of of the Canadian Football League? Uh, I mean, have you had any players that maybe you've coached or known that that have come up here? What uh, what's your knowledge of the CFL? I, I kind of see some guys that uh, actually I coach against. You know, guys my age that have gone through and played at the CFL, and uh, you know, we had a pretty good player from Georgia Southern down here called Tracy Ham. He came up there and played a lot of Canadian football and did pretty good, I believe. Tracy Ham was the quarterback of our team, the Edmonton Eskimos, and he won the most outstanding player in 1989. And the Eskimos went 16 and two. Yeah, he was awesome. Though they did not yeah. win the championship, they got upset in our uh, our division final, which is one step away from from the Grey Cup game. Okay, well, Tracy Ham, that's a good connection. How how long have you been coaching high school football? I mean, I can I can hear the passion in your voice. Uh, it's obviously a big part of who you are. It is. I you know I, I took an odd road to get where I am coaching football, high school football. I I worked in the corporate world for 20 years before. Really, God called me to go coach football, and uh, that's what I've been doing the past 12 years. And, uh, you know, I, I don't go to work now. I, I kind of do my passion, and my passion is coaching these kids and trying to help these kids and, uh, you know, try to get them on the right path. And, you know, our, our mission statement for our football program is to raise great fathers, great husbands, and great contributors. So, you know, my, that's my goal. Whether we win or lose really isn't important. What these kids end up like and what they end up doing when they leave us is really what's most important to me.
All right. Well, Jason, this has been great to, to get to know you, to share your experience both today and in a bigger picture with your team. My last question is a short one, but maybe a tough one. Who wins on Sunday? <laughs> Patriots. You don't go against, you don't go against uh, Belichick and Brady. You just can't do it. All right. There we go. Jason, thank you so much for your time. All the best. Thank you so much. That is Jason Carrera. Interesting day for his team. Meadow Creek High School football. They're named the Mustangs. They're in a suburb of Atlanta, so they go in today, and they're the uh, walkthrough team for, for CBS for the coverage of the game to check their camera angles, run certain plays in certain parts of the field, check their replays. His team got to do that. And he, he knows all about Tracy Ham. How about that? Uh, from from high school football in Georgia. And, of course, Ham came up here and started in the CFL. Well, and in Baltimore as well. He played for the – were they the Stallions when he was there? I think they were the Stallions and then they were the Baltimore CFL team when they weren't allowed to have a name. So he gave his prediction. Kellen, we're going to do our Super Bowl predictions with our predicted scores later on in the show. So we do this before the Grey Cup, our last inside sports before the Grey Cup, Mm -hmm. and our last inside sports before the Super Bowl. We do it twice a year. We encourage our 14 listeners to text 630-630 with their winning team and final score prediction for Sunday Super Bowl. And remember, if you're right, bang on with your winning team and the score, you get accolades on Monday's edition of Inside Sports. You'll have to text in and remind me that you nailed it. But Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I'll be able to find it in your texting history. And if your prediction does not turn out to be accurate, we it's just lost. We just know it didn't happen. So you cannot lose. It's 7-18. We're back in a couple of minutes. Subscribe to the Inside Sports Podcast. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you find your podcasts. This is 630 Chad Inside Sports. Thank you, mysterious voice man. Halfway through the third period, Washington still leading the Flames 3-2. Calgary late in a power play looking for the tying goal. We're getting a lot of text to 630-630 with Super Bowl predictions. That is awesome. Put your, your at least your first name on it. So uh, if you are correct on Monday, maybe maybe we'll find you a Northern Chicken gift certificate or something if somebody nails the score. Uh, so we'll read some predictions, as many as possible, later on in the show when Kellen and I give ours. If you send something in with your prediction uh, that'll, that'll make me laugh or, or reference a Def Leppard song or something, it, it's more likely to get read on the air because we're getting quite a few, but we'll try to get to as many as possible. Uh, Kellen Kennedy is our studio producer this evening who hates the New England Patriots. Mm-hmm. I know you will be picking the Rams mm-hmm. later on, so it's just a matter of what your score is. Yeah. We're both 5-5 five and five on our pick so far. Cool. Uh, well, yeah, we're a coin flip. We're as smart as a coin, <laughs> collectively. 
<laughs> we're, we're, well, yeah, we're we're uh, we're like picking black or white and roulette. At least it's competitive, Reed. At least it's at least we're competitive. We're both we're both painfully mediocre with our predictions so far through the NFL playoffs. I was I was thinking, I I, I can't remember if I tweeted this or I said it to somebody that the Patriots are on a short list of one of the most dominant eras of North American pro sports. And I think it was Robin Brownlee, who, who we've had on the show, and he wrote back, they are the list. So I was thinking, are the Patriots, win, win or lose on Sunday? I mean, they've been, this is, it's 17 years since this era started, and they did go to a Super Bowl in the 90s and, and one in the 80s as well, but we'll sort of count the Brady-Belichick era. It's gone on for a heck of a long time. Worst case scenario, they're going to have five a, a five and four record in Super Bowls. Uh, best case scenario, they'll be six and three. It, it's been an awesome run. Is this the best run ever in North American pro sports? In the Big Four, NFL, NHL, Major League Baseball, uh, and NBA. And now, obviously, there have been teams, franchises that have been won more consecutive championships. Five in a row, Montreal Canadiens. Four in a row, New York Islanders. Uh, Oilers, five cups in seven years. Uh, The Celtics in the NBA won eight consecutive championships. The Chicago Bulls in the 90s won six championships in eight years. Um, You know, the San Antonio Spurs were an elite NBA team for 15 years. Uh, Detroit won four Stanley Cups in the NHL and were an elite team for about 15 years. So how do you how do you look at it with the Patriots? Are they the absolute standard for extended excellence, or do you simply look at other teams have won more consecutive championships or group them together tighter than the Patriots so they're better? To me, this is one of these interesting discussions. I don't think there's a right or a wrong answer. And you look at, okay, when the uh, Canadians won five Stanley Cups in a row, ah, there was only six teams in the league. And, and if you look at that original six era, every year except one, Toronto, Montreal, or Detroit won the Stanley Cup. Chicago got in there, I think, was what was it, 1961. Uh, you know, the NBA, when the Celtics were winning, did not have as many teams. Was not, so, so, I mean, when I, when I look at it, I think the, the Bulls winning six and eight, that's pretty good. Now, it didn't continue once Jordan, Pippen, and all those guys went on. They became a pretty bad team. Um, but to me, that's that's pretty impressive. And, and going through that NBA tournament four rounds, I think they were still playing best of five in, in, in the first round. That That's pretty impressive. But what the, the Patriots have done, you know, salary cap, a, a league with a lot of parity where there's often quick turnover from year to year with competitive teams, and the Patriots have stayed at or near the top. They're certainly on a short list. For me, they're not at the, the top of the list, but they're on a very short list. That's kind of, Discuss that with your friends tonight over a beverage. Riley from your Edmonton Eskimos, and you're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 6:30. Chet. Well, a flurry of goals late in the second period, and in the final minute of the frame, the Oil Kings now up 4-3 on the Prince Albert Raiders. The U of A Golden Bears lead Lethbridge one nothing late in the first period at Claire Drake Arena. The Flames have tied it in Washington. It's 3-3 with five minutes left. 
The Blackhawks ring up the Sabres 7-3. Drake Kajula scored for Chicago in that game. Late in the third, Nashville up 3-1 in Florida. Scoreless in overtime between the Lightning and the Panthers. 40-32 are the shots for Tampa. Late in the third, Penguins up 5-3 on the Senators. Early in the third, Hurricanes with a 3-2 edge on the Golden Knights. Second period, Wild and Stars tied 1-1. Red Wings leading the Maple Leafs 1-0. Uh, Dave texting in, he says, I think the Patriots are going to rocket through the hysteria and run riot on the Rams 31-17. I'm not fooling or talking slang, but pretty sure the Rams will be two steps behind the dangerous Patriots. That is from Dave. I challenge people to work Def Leppard references into their predictions. That is a beauty. Uh, uh, We'll get to some other ones later on. Brent in Drayton Valley says, hey, Reed." 33-27 for the Patriots. Any chance you'd move back to Evansburg just to be named the Grouch? (laughs) And then he says, P.S., I like chicken. Remember, we will only have the uh, Northern Chicken gift certificate if you nail the winning team and the score. We're not just going to give away chicken to everybody who predicts the correct team. But uh, some great texts coming in. We'll get to more predictions, and Kellen and I will make ours later on on Inside Sports. Oilers at Flyers tomorrow morning. I'll have you for the face-off show at 9.30. Jack and Bob with the play-by-play at 11. All right, so uh, this is going to be fun. Our next guest, I-, I guess you could call him the ultimate football champion. He has a Super Bowl ring, a Grey Cup ring, and he won an XFL championship which was hard to do because the league only existed for one year. Pleased to welcome former offensive lineman Bobby Singh to Inside Sports. Bobby, you're on with Reed. How are you doing? Hi, Reed. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Doing, I, I'm doing great. Th- thanks for coming on the show. I, I know my, uh, my request was maybe a little out of, blue, out of the blue when I got a hold of you this, this afternoon, but we were talking about who's, who's won, how many guys have won Super Bowls and Grey Cups, and, the, and then the icing on the cake that you were uh, an XFL champion as well. But before we get into that, uh, you were, you were a, a, an excellent offensive lineman in the Canadian Football League, but let people know what you're up to now. I'm, uh, I still live in Van- well. I grew up in Vancouver, but I'm I'm still out here, and uh, I got a, a small property management company that I run, and uh, I do some other investments and a couple startups, uh, startups, uh, tech startups. So anything uh, entrepreneurish, I like to do. So it uh, keeps me busy. Okay, well, great stuff, and uh, we we want to get some of your memories here. Uh, Super Bowl. 33. This was the 1999 St. Louis Rams, 23-16 over Tennessee, the last second tackle when the Titans were trying to tie the game. Uh, you were really early in your career, and wasn't that the, the Kurt Warner out of nowhere type year? What do you remember about the, everything surrounding that team? You know, it was. Uh, I was talking to a friend about it last night, and uh, that's when you know we we you know, signed Trent Green for a massive contract, and then. He got hurt, I believe, against uh, San Diego uh, with Rodney Harrison coming in, and uh, some call it a cheap hit. But it was, uh, you know, you could you could hear a pin drop in the stadium, and uh, I still remember Dick Vermeil crying after the game, but saying we're gonna, you know, we're going with Kurt and this, and then we we just thought, hey, you know, it's just a, he has to say that because it's got to be positive, and we we actually were in shock. So, uh, you know, Kurt came in and and. Uh, Really didn't look back. He just, uh, it reminded me a lot of how Kansas City was playing this year and just flying and, and gunning. And that's how it just, it just, it just took off. So, 
you know, I still remember before you know we're six and zero, and it went from having two, two or three or four uh, media guys in the, in the locker room to you know you can walk around after uh, you know by by week week uh, ten it was uh, it was just crazy and you know just the experience and, and I blocked I, I was second team and even though I was on practice squad and then had back surgery that year. You know, I blocked for Kurt, and he was just uh, just amazing guy. You know what you see on TV now, and all the, all the stories you hear, it's it's bang on. And you know, I lost my brother that year, and he was probably one of the guys that was, uh, you know, always came up and asked how I was doing. And, and you know, his, he lost his in-laws in, in, a, in a hurricane or tornado in uh, Iowa, and he was using that and and, and comforted me. And I, you know, I'm a rookie out there, and uh, my first year, but I thought that was pretty cool of him. And and the way he handled everything, he, you know, when he was on the when he was on the Sports Illustrated, that I got, I think I got ten of them signed for my family and friends, and you know, he's always uh, accommodating. But, you know, that's that's what I remember. It just sort of took off, and it was, you know, next thing I know, we're champions. Well, well, that's amazing and great story about Kurt. I mean, you often have heard that about Warner that he's just just a great human being as well as having have had a great football career. And, and I remember that because. Uh, I, that might have been the first year I played fantasy football online, you know, when, oh, when wow. it was starting to take off. And <laughs> and and I I don't you know, and I remember that like Trent Green because there I think there were some moderate expectations surrounding the Rams that they might be okay with Trent Green, but then when when it was Warner, it was like okay, they're going to be like three and thirteen, and then the, the exact yeah, there was there was, uh, there was still I mean I still remember when I signed. Uh, I remember hearing uh, that you know we're one win or one loss away from being the most losing losingest team in in uh, the decade. So I'm like, oh Jesus! So we end, we we made that record, but uh, we end up winning the. I think we were 13 and three that year. So we got that record, but we won the Super Bowl that year too. So now, did you, because of your injury, did you get to to be around the team for the game and that final play oh, with yeah. the tackle? Yeah, yeah. I had I had my surgery in November, actually on my birthday, November 21st. And then, uh, so I was, I had a cane for a little while, and I was in rehab, and I was fine. By when February rolled around, I was still uh, with the guys. Okay. Well, what do you remember about that? Was it uh, was it Mike Jones that made the tackle? Did I get? Yeah, Mike Jones made a tackle. Hey, you know what? It uh, it's weird. You know, and, and I think most players will tell you they'll only remember a couple things, and uh, it, it, it just it's such a blur. And you, you know you're so nervous about the next player winning, and, and it's uh, you know just just certain things. I think Mike Jones tackle sticks out, and uh, you know for me it was just you know just the 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 atmosphere and you know what the Super Bowl obviously being a kid and watching it and you know when you're there and you're in the stadium and all that's just a, it's it's that times ten. Bobby Singh joining us on Inside Sports, former offensive lineman. Some memories of being with the 1999 Rams with their unexpected run to the Super Bowl championship. Okay, so let's skip ahead a couple of years. Um, I, I feel like we might have to just do another like full hour on the XFL with you down the road, Bobby. <laughs> But, well, you're coming back in 2020, and, and, it, and it's coming back, which is which yeah. is pretty amazing. We'll we'll see how it does. Uh, you were with the LA Extreme. You you blew out San Francisco in the in the title game. Yeah, uh, I mean, you know, the the the, the cheerleaders, the uh, competition for the for the ball to determine who got it first. Like, did you? 
did that feel like it was a, a weird situation or was it just like no I'm playing like what do you remember about being in the XFL so it actually was really good football and I think anybody that you know I played with a bunch of guys in the CFL that played, and they'll tell you it was really good football the only problem was I think Vince McMahon came in there and, and trying to make it too much like wrestling and obviously wrestling is fake and I think football fans and, and any any legit sports fan doesn't want to see anything fake so and I think just from the first, we had a great uh, uh, viewership the first week, but then they got turned off with some of the crap that was happening. It was almost like WWE. And uh, and I feel like the football got better, and we just weren't given a chance to, you know, like, you know, the fans already had enough. So I think, um, you know, I guess it was a sign because we did that uh, instead of the coin toss, put the ball on the, you know, 25 yard away, uh, yards away, and the guys would come run at it. And the first guy first coin toss that to do like that the guy separates his shoulder so i guess that's that was a sign of things to come and i think uh just some of the you know the cheerleading and all that extra stuff that you know it was just a, a waste and i think i think vince gonna uh, has definitely learned and you know a lot of the stuff that he had like the camera in the middle of the field and or you know the experience of of a cameraman on the field never was done before and i think he sort of you know he led the way in that and you know having the names on the bank that was good i mean the he had the wasn't the guy that played for Edmonton. Oh, he uh, hate me, right? Smart, yeah. yeah, yeah. So I mean, guys like that, they, you know what? He got a career out of that, uh, you know, some extra years. So all in all, it was actually really good football. Um, you know, I was lucky that we had Tommy Maddox. We had a really good team: Jermaine Copeland, uh, you know, Rashad Sihi. We we had just had a, a bunch of guys, and it was just fun. Bobby Singh joining us tonight on Inside Sports. Okay, so we've covered uh, the amazing Super Bowl. We've covered the uh, the XFL title. And then you got to win the Grey Cup. And, uh, you know, you were you're with your hometown team, the BC Lions, in 06. Uh, you beat Montreal 25-14. A year after, the Eskimos had that amazing run and knocked yeah, you guys out in your own. I know I'm on an Edmonton uh, station, and, I, and you guys look back on that tape. That was actually P.I. on G-Roy. Um, no, no, Mobley's just holding his <laughs> ground, Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, I see it was, you know, when you get so caught up and, and you know, the great cup was in, in BC that year. And, you know, I, I was, I was like, I, I think I, w- I came downtown once uh, because I was so distraught by the loss that I came down once for a radio interview at like seven in the morning and I went back home and I didn't come back downtown at all. And, uh, you know, now it's a different story. Now it's, you know, you get out there and you enjoy the festivities and, and drink and have fun with the guys. But, uh, you know, 06 was special because I, I got hurt and Sherker Razuli came in for me. And, uh, you know, I, I, I ended up getting, I tore my rotator cuff and I was just getting a shot up and I just kept on playing. Obviously, I wanted to play in the Great Cup and make a run. And so, you know, Sherco was in, and, and, you know, thank God I, I was numb, and I shot it up, and uh, he went down, unfortunately, and I got to play the second half. Um, so, you know, that was fun for me. I was in, in 04, we lost uh, to uh, Argos, Toronto, yeah, and uh, which was on my birthday again. Um, but that was, you know, I thought, like, we had, a, that our 04 team was, was definitely very strong, and I felt like we should have had that one, too, so it was, it was pretty tough, so... You know, getting there in 06 and being hurt and not being able to start, it was it was tough. But at least I got to go in there and, and play. And, and uh, you know, I, I, I think our, our, our run we had from, you know, 04 to even while I was gone, I think to 07, maybe 08, uh, some really good years here. 
Bobby Singh, former offensive lineman in the uh, NFL, CFL, and XFL, won championships in all three leagues, joining us tonight on Inside Sports with with some great memories. Uh, okay, so do you have all three championship rings? Like, well, what did you get from these? Did you get your share of the million dollars from, from the XFL? Tell me a little bit about that. Yes, yes, and yes. Okay. Uh, I, I have all rings. We got, uh, we got a replica Super Bowl trophy of Sterling Silver. And it's like, I think it's not mine's like 58 of 400 or whatever it is. And uh, it's, I think it's three quarters the size. And so it's fairly big. So that's pretty neat to have that and the ring, of course. Uh, and, and the CFL, obviously, we got, you know, the rings. And the XFL, I got a ring as well. So uh, XFL, I wish, you know, I got my helmet. I wish, you know, they, we did get, actually get the check too. I think it worked out like 25 grand for that game. Um, but, uh, you know, there was a rule that we, you know, we want to take our game jerseys, and and the, the equipment manager said, if you don't turn in your game jersey, you're not getting a game check. Oh, so every, I think I think everybody turned their jerseys in. So, <laughs> so I, I wish I would have kept that because that was the last one, and that you know would have meant a lot. But uh, you know, I got a helmet, I got a ball, you know, I got a great cup, uh, or I, just, I got a Super Bowl championship uh, football signed by the whole team. Um, my Grey Cup 06, I had a helmet signed by the team, and I gave that to one of my best friends, and his house got broken into, and it got stolen. Oh, no. So, yeah, so that one's there. And then the XFL, I don't, I don't really have much signed, but I got the ball and, and a lot of pictures. But Bobby, uh, th- this has been I- in- incredible. I, 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 I am going to bug you again at some point because I, I know people listening, because great memories, uh, and, I, and I think we could definitely go more in, in depth into – in a be yeah, with the Rams like and around. Yeah, I feel like it's Super Bowl, and we barely talked about the Super Bowl. Well, I got, I, that's going to be my last question. What's, what's your prediction? You know, since the Rams are in L.A., and, and you know, my allegiance was to St. Louis, I think I honestly think it's too hard to go against uh, Bill Belichick and Brady. Um, you know, to, to, is it their eighth or ninth time being in the conference finals? Yep. And, you know the stuff they're doing. You you couldn't even do that. You know, it's tough to do that in the CFL. So if you put you know, and there's only nine teams, so uh, and it used to be eight for a long time. But you know, guys can't even do that. So you're talking about the best of the best in the NFL, and these guys are back at it again. I, I don't think you can count them out. Um, but that's that's what makes the NFL so special. Is is uh, you know you never know what's going to happen. Uh, you know I heard you talking about scores earlier. I think it'll be thirty-one twenty-eight Patriots. Okay, let me ask you this quickly. B- besides the two quarterbacks, who's a key player or a key position set that could decide the game? I actually think it's the D line. I mean, it's uh, you got to get the pressure on the quarterback, and and you know that's what they say about Brady, and that's easier said than done. Um, you know, you just got to pressure, and you got to take them out of the comfort zone. You know, I'm, I, you know, I'd be lying. I, if if I paid attention to every player and I knew, you know, uh, knew what you know, give you. Uh, you know, a breakdown of every position, I'd, I'd be lying because, uh, you know, I'm not in uh, sports media like you are. I, I get to enjoy the game and get drunk half the times now. So, uh, <laughs> but for me, you know, watching it as a fan or an ex-player, you know, it, it's O-line, D-line, and that's, you know, a lot of the coaches used to always say, that's in the trenches, that's when the game. So your O-line wins, D-line wins, you're going to win the game. And, and I, I honestly feel it's, it's cliche-ish, but I, I really feel that way. And, and that's what I think what they're saying with Brady, you got to get him out of the pocket, you got to pressure him. So, it's definitely going to be the D lines uh, for both teams. 
Bobby, this was great to have you on the show. We will definitely keep in touch and enjoy the Super Bowl on Sunday. Thanks and, for your memories. I gotta, I gotta say this much. So, if, if the D line for St. Louis play with with Donald, uh, I forgot his name. Is it Donald? Yeah, uh, Donald and Sue's the other star they got there. Yeah, and, I mean that's the best. Those guys. If you if you watch them and watch Donald, it's there's a reason the guy's one of the highest paid and and, and great athletes. He's fun to watch, and I think if they can stop him, they'll be all right. But he's a beast. Right on. Bobby, we'll talk again. Thank you so much. All right, Reed. Yeah, have a great night. That is Bobby Singh checking in from the West Coast. Super Bowl ring, Grey Cup ring, XFL champion as well. Awesome interview. This Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Portion of the show presented by Furnace Family, your 24-7 furnace repair and replacement specialist. Call 7804-FAMILY or FurnaceFamily.com. We will get to the predictions when we get back. You're listening to 630 Ched Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Capitals get a power play goal in the last minute of regulation to beat the Calgary Flames 4-3 tonight. Okay, some of your Super Bowl texts to 630-630, and uh, some of you have done an excellent job working in Def Leppard references. D says, well, Reed, even though I don't like the Patriots, I think they will be bringing on the heartbreak to the Rams this Sunday. Brady will be yelling out new calls such as, <laughs> which as he is fooling the Rams defense, at the end he will be taking a photograph and telling Giselle to pour some sugar on me later that night. Patriots 31, Rams 23. That is from D. Rob says, The Brady Bunch will leave the Rams high and dry, 38-31. The game will put fans in hysteria as they Armageddon it all night. All they will do after that is take a photograph of the gods of war. That is from Rob. Well, those are some good ones. Okay, uh, this texture says, you're going to have to help me with this one, Kellen. I think it's a wrestling reference. Okay. Brady is like John Cena, successful and easy to hate, but everyone respects him. Pats win 35-31. I can see that. Sure. Uh, Wade from Entwistle, 33-28 for the Rams. Steve, 31-27 for the Rams. Sam G chiming in tonight, taking the Patriots 31-24. Brendan W says Patriots 32-27. Oh, here's one. This one's a little more uh, a little more bold. 35-10 for the Rams. Surgeon Bonneville, 24-17 for the Patriots. We got a whole bunch. Are we done already? We are. Okay, I'm obviously cheering for the Rams. Down the road, that's where well, I guess it's obvious if you know me that I, I hate all the Boston area sports teams, but I will pick the Patriots 30-25. Kellen? Awesome. Well, I can't pick the, uh, the Pats. I'll take the Rams. Uh, 21-12. Oh, lo- a surprisingly low-scoring game. To work in a rush reference. 21-12. Oh, that- <laughs> 
Well done. I should have taken 5150 to get a Van Halen reference in there on top of everything else. Hey, thanks to everybody who made a pick. If you nail the winner in the score, we'll, we'll get you some Northern Chicken. Thanks to Kellen Kennedy, our studio producer. The producer of the show is Dave Campbell. I'm back with you at 9.30 in the morning for the face-off show. Oilers and Flyers get going at 11. Have a great weekend. 6.30 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad.